Are you ready to launch? Today we learn how to use a live launch strategy, how to use Facebook challenges to increase your trust and to explode your sales. It's time to monetize that passion. It's time to figure out how to get your coaching business, your course, or your product or service out into the world in front of your audience in an engaging and very authentic way. All right, let's go. Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Welcome back to this episode of Multi-Passionate Mompreneur. Today we are going to talk with Jess Winnett, and she is a mom of four, she's a wife, and she's also a business coach to mompreneurs, and she helps them launch and build minimalistic, profitable online businesses. She has a big passion for seeing women step fully into their passion and purpose without sacrificing what matters most to them. And Jess, you are actually a homeschool mom too, which I am, this is our first week, so yeah. wish me luck as <laughs> yeah. I do all the hats. Let's For just sure. get them, you know? Exactly. I feel like it, it'll, it'll settle in, and I feel like sometimes I do better when it's a little crazy. I don't know For if sure. that's a good thing or bad, but welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to kind of hear how you manage all of this, but specifically how you built this company and, and how you yeah. build an online presence. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your story, and yeah. we'll get started. Absolutely. So I, I've always kind of, you know, been an entrepreneur, a entrepreneur, I should say. I was raised by an entrepreneur. My grandpa was an entrepreneur. So I come from like kind of this long line of entrepreneurs who really, I, I've always had kind of this knack and, and obsession with the marketing piece of it. And so uh, about five years ago, I actually was, I had an existing offline business that I was trying to move online for more exposure the way I was growing my business was I was going to the park and the library at the time and dragging my three young kids under four all over town, trying to drum up business and get new clients. And it was just exhausting. And so I kind of came into the online space, really coming into the scene of live video as being kind of my introduction and really not wanting to start another online business, but just grow my existing offline business. And use that as a vehicle to get in front of more people and grow my contact list and get more clients and all the things. And so uh, really from that though, I started this accidental online business where I had been on live video, which was Periscope back then, and then it became Facebook Live. And business owners, which were kind of my people, I just gravitated towards other business owners, other online entrepreneurs who were kind of doing the same thing as I was, but I had this kind of knack for the tech and for the marketing piece of using live video for your business. And so that's when people started coming to me more for live video. Well, that turned into, uh, it ended up being kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching and then turned into this course that I created. But then I had this problem, right? I had these people that were watching pretty consistently 
but I needed to figure out a way to kind of change things up and spice things up and use kind of this like fun out of the box way of, of creating special content around my course. Like how can I create buzz and excitement? And so back then, I mean, they're, they're kind of bigger now, but back then online challenges were really kind of coming on the scene. And I had another buddy in the online space that was doing these and having a lot of success with them. And he was doing these five day challenges. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to do it on my live, you know, my live channel on my Periscope channel. And I'm just going to do this five day challenge and drive the traffic basically from that challenge into my new course, which was on live video, using live video for your business. And through that one challenge in five days, I made over $13,000 as like a stay at home mom with three little kids at my feet like working in like the little nooks and crannies in like, you know, nap time and in the early morning. And like, literally it was like, that was game changing money for our family. We were living in a two bedroom town home at the time with three little kids at all in the same room. And really for us, it was just a, it was a big pivotal moment for me. And what it showed me was yes, the online space is powerful, but this model of being able to over deliver and give a ton of value in a condensed period of time for people, for your audience was a massive shift for me in my, in my business, in my life. And so from there, that was four and a half years ago, it was in April of 2016. And so since then I've just continued with this model of challenges and I've kind of tried different things, right? I've tried like, you know, maybe doing it on my page and doing all the live videos on my page, or maybe, you know, um, having it, hosted somewhere else, maybe like, you know, pre-recording them and then putting them on YouTube and send them out, you know, via email. I've tried like kind of all different things to see which one really hit. And for me, what I found the best, really uh, most effective way to really build community and, and impact and touch your, you know, really uh, influence your audience in a really special way during that challenge was inside of Facebook groups. And so that's where I really transitioned and have predominantly now done, you know, really most of my challenges, especially in the last few years inside of Facebook groups. And so I moved away from doing them in a public forum and moved them into kind of this private community forum. And since then, it's just really exploded for me. I have had um, incredible success with them. I've had, you know, students that have had amazing success with them. And just using really this challenge format to create this environment of community, um, this special, like, you know, it's not just content creation, but it's this tailored content creation that usually leads into other offers, whether it's coaching or programs or service-based businesses. But it's, uh, what I love about it is it's super intuitive. You can adapt and change it around your audience. You can really get their feedback and change and give what they want. So it literally feels like you're in their head. And so when there's a transition to the sale, the sale when you're actually moving into you know, positioning and getting your offer, it's just a really smooth transition and it doesn't feel salesy or spammy or yucky. It's just super smooth and I love it. I think there's this piece that seems to happen because you have this container where it's almost like there's all this market research right at your fingertips because they're literally telling you what they need and you're seeing you're in it with them. So you're kind of seeing like, Oh, this is exactly what she needs. So let me make sure I give it to them. And I think that takes away the salesy thing. You know, don't you feel like a lot of people have trouble 
selling their thing or maybe they even like start talking about it but then they're like oh, 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 I sell you know what yeah. I mean and then it like drifts off yeah. because because it does feel sometimes uncomfortable if you feel like you are just selling but if you feel like you're right. serving and I definitely think that your challenges do that so I'm excited to hear like so what is the model of like okay I love that idea I want to make 13,000 in five days and I want to be able to monetize my coaching or my course or whatever all the things especially in the nooks and crannies of time how especially right now like a lot of people are doing virtual or they're homeschooling but you've been doing that this whole time so any tips on exactly what to do to get started to get to that point yeah I think uh, the first piece of that is really understanding, you know, your who, your person, your ideal customer or client. I think sometimes we as entrepreneurs are always afraid about niching down, but with challenges, it's even more vital that you niche down. So it's, it's more vital that you figure out exactly who this challenge is for. So, I mean, there's even been challenges where my who has changed from challenge to challenge. So I really get clear on that piece first, like who is this challenge for? And, you know, every challenge is inside what I do. I do pop-up Facebook groups. So every single challenge will have its own Facebook group, unless I'm running the same challenge over and over again, which is a great idea if you're really trying to nail down and figure out your messaging, right? So what I love about challenges, and you actually mentioned it, is this, you know, really this, I mean, they're thrown into this Petri dish of market research. I mean, you really do get the feedback in real time from your people. And so, you know, even if you're not fully clear on that and who your person is, you'll get even more clear just going through your first challenge. So that first step is figuring out who it's for and then what result they're going to get from this challenge. So again, this comes down to niching down and figuring out what the big promise is from that challenge. So people really do struggle with that piece because we go, well, I can do this and I can help them with this and I can, you know, get them this result. And what about this? But the thing with challenges is that you want to get people quick results and quick wins. So every single day of my challenge, and my challenges run anywhere from, you know, usually my sweet spot is five to seven days. Um, I usually do five or seven day challenges. However, I have done one day workshops. You know, I actually, um, you know, just created an entire course just doing a live workshop and um, using those recordings to create the course, which is great for people who actually want to create their course using challenges. But for me, I find that, you know, if I'm spending this time with people over the five days within that challenge, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm over delivering every single day, but I'm also getting them quick wins. So I don't want, you know, to overwhelm them. I don't want to be too much every single day of the challenge, but I also every single day want to give them something to do, whether it's a call to action, an assignment. You know, maybe it's a PDF that they're filling out. Maybe it's just telling them to go live. A lot of the time, my person, my ideal audience is a a mom who's an entrepreneur. Maybe she's got a business or she wants to start a business online. And a lot of what we struggle with is kind of these self-limiting beliefs, right? And so I know a lot for her is just getting out of her comfort zone and being cheered on and celebrated by other women who are just like her. And so what the, that does when you're giving these assignments, it kind of is twofold. Yes, they are getting the quick wins, but it also does massive amounts for community building. So these women are cheering each other on, they're commenting on each other's you know, posts and videos. 
They're going live into the group, which is something some of them have never done before. They've never gone live even on their own public pages or own private Facebook groups, much less into somebody else's. And so it's really this beautiful thing that happens where you come into this group kind of like, you know, summer camp, complete strangers on the first day. And then by the end, you're like crying, don't want to leave each other as <laughs> like best friends, you know? So it's a really cool thing. Well, and I love a lot of the things you just said, but I feel like engagement in that like trust building factor that happens with them going live. Cause you're right. People are so fearful of that. And basically even in having them go live, you have literally proven to them like, you're afraid of something and you did it and you killed it. You, yeah. you did great. You know what I mean? You survived it. Right. So I think that's super powerful. So okay. if they want to, should they have a product already? Or it sounds like no matter what, literally the process of doing it is going to make it successful. in at least the, at least the terms of market research and building connections and serving, but how can they make it to where it's a successful challenge? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I actually teach challenges um, really to two different camps of people. So number one is people who have an existing product or service that they're driving traffic to. So the biggest problem that I hear people have is they feel like the internet's best kept secret, their digital product or their coaching or their YouTube channel or their podcast or whatever it is they pour their heart and soul into has now sat on the proverbial you know, digital shelf and it's collecting dust, right? They poured their heart, soul into this thing. They know they can impact and help people, but now they can't get enough eyeballs on it. And so challenges are beautiful for that because they really do build no like, and trust factor very quickly with your audience. It creates massive connection. Like we've already talked about. And so you can drive that traffic. It's very low barrier of entry too. So people feel non-threatened. They don't feel like they're going to be pitched to for five or seven days. It's just real low barrier of entry and non-threatening. And so that is one you know, group of people that really are using challenges you know, to this model to drive traffic to their existing offers. The second group of people is people who actually want to create or you know, this model or use this model or format to create their first thing, right? So actually, this is something that I've been recently doing in the last six months with my students is really taking them through a process of actually using challenges to create your course. So the thing that you've been having in your head for forever, right? Uh, you're, you know, you're trying to figure out, did I get all the pieces? Did I teach it in the right order? Do I have all the lessons, you know, planned out? And is this clear? Is this going to make sense to my people? And what happens is, is when we go to create our course, oftentimes we don't have real life, you know, belly to belly, uh, teaching of our framework, right? And so we're kind of guessing. Um, and so what this does is it puts you in a room. It puts you almost in a, you know, uh, what large corporations do is they put them into a focus group room, right? And test out the product, test out the thing on them. And then you can intuitively change or add lessons or add things as you go along based on the feedback that you're getting from those people. And then you can sell then the recordings to that entire week of the challenge to them, which is really fun because it's, you know, it's something that can work in either model or either situation. But for me, someone who's just starting out and it's like, I don't know how I'm going to go about creating this. It's a great kind of, you know, throw you in there, get it done in a short amount of time rather than spending weeks or months in creation mode. So in order to do that, because I did want to touch on that because 
I, you're the only challenge I've ever seen to where you will offer um, basically the coaching add-on. And so, which I think is super smart because they have that, um, that, that, that really one-on-one -on -one help, even though it's a group setting, but to where you can kind of hear them out and build trust, you know, and, and getting actual help towards their business. And then you also sell the recordings and it's all at that low price to where they're feeling like they can still get, like they, they don't feel like they cannot afford it. Do you know what I mean? So, right. um, so what do you use for that? Just like tech. So tech can sometimes be for my audience, a little bit of a barrier. So let's yeah. kind of make it super simple. So for the person who wants to maybe try that, are you using zoom or what mm. is it that you're doing yeah. so that you can, um, record the recordings to either use it in their course or to sell it for them? Yeah, great question. So I use, um, a lot of mine have just been Zoom and, and just streaming that directly into the Facebook group, which I love. Cause it's like, you know, for the pro version, it's like $15 a month for Zoom to, in order to do that. And it records at the same time, uh, you can do that coaching aspect. So what you were talking about is I usually do all of my challenge lessons or trainings in the morning, usually around mid morning, my time, which is central. And then I have an evening session where I do kind of this group coaching feel and that upsell inside of my funnel is only $27. So they're getting the recordings for the entire week of the challenge on top of group coaching with me for five or seven days. And so like you said, it's a no brainer purchase. It's something that they can make very quickly, even a cold, cold lead. Someone who I may be driving some Facebook ads to, um, I've had a lot of success on them buying that upsell, right? So they opt in with name and email address. And then the next page is literally me saying, Hey, do you want to get the recordings and these group sessions in the evening? And like you said, it's a, it becomes something where, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, no, no sweat. Anybody can afford that. And so even people who don't go on with me to maybe take my, you know, higher cost offer, they're still getting a ton of value and access to me. And they're feeling like, you know, they're getting more out of the experience than just a number within the challenge group, you know? So, um, but yeah, the tech piece of that, what I love about challenges is I literally tell people you can start and have a challenge with a Facebook group in your phone. You don't need all of the, you know, fancy funnels. You don't even need zoom. If you don't want to Facebook will actually you can download, um, you know, those lessons after they're created. My very first course actually kind of funny thing, but my very first course was filmed entirely on my cell phone. So, you know, I think sometimes we underestimate the value of just, you know, creating the thing and being willing to suck at first, you know, yeah, and, let it be messy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Let it be messy. Let it, you know, get it out there because most likely you're going to change it and you're going to improve upon it and you're going to refilm things anyway. And so I would rather mess it up, but get my message across and help and impact people rather than never make it happen. And then, you know, that's the beauty of challenges is it really just throws you in there. So it gets it done. Yeah, for sure. And so when it comes to timing it, like, should they, so say I have a product and I'm going to launch it or even let's just say my course. So I'm going to be doing one, um, launching my course for October, 
October 1st is my deadline. <laughs> so, awesome. um, so if it, would you do it? Are you, cause I did notice that like you do have some sort of strategy when it comes to when you start the pop-up group, whether you yeah. should do it in your regular group or pop-up group. I mean, you've said you've done multiple, but it, how do you discern on which one they should do? And then, yeah. Um, is there a certain time I've noticed that you do a pre challenge, um, and the giveaway. So like, is there a system that you have for like when you do certain things when it comes to that? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it, October 1st, so let's say you're, you know, your course is done and ready to be marketed on October 1st. What I would personally do is I would actually have a challenge leading up to the opening of that, right? So open doors to your brand new product that you just created. And so the way that I do my challenges is I, now I'm running cold, you know, I'm usually running to cold traffic through paid ads. However, the same applies to a warm traffic on your page or channel or your podcast, whatever it is that you're driving traffic to this challenge. So I usually will put people into the group five to seven days before the challenge starts. I usually like to start my challenges on a Thursday. And the reason that is, is because I don't want to lose momentum by the weekend. What I mean by that is I do not start on a Monday because if I was doing a five day challenge. It means I'm ending my challenge on the weekend and I lose momentum. I want to carry that momentum even into my open cart. What I mean by that is like, if I have my challenge starting on Thursday, I can go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take a day off on Sunday, come back Monday, Tuesday for day four and five, and then open up my cart and close it on the, on that Friday. So my cart is closing on the Friday, not opening on a Friday. So I, I like that because it, you know, it keeps momentum, keeps everyone engaged. People are still excited. They've had kind of a day of rest on Sunday to kind of catch up and, you know, catch on, on assignments or catch up on the, on the trainings. But the way that I would do it is if I had say a, you know, course that was launching on October 1st, I have that day five of my challenge be the day that I'm launching my course into the world. And so I would just a ton of uh, content leading up to that for the challenge days, but pre-challenge is important too. So if you think about it, when you have, you know, for my challenges, I have kind of these three portions like you talked about. I have a pre-challenge, I have during the challenge, and then I have post-challenge. All three are vital to the success of the challenge. And so pre-challenge is really those days where I'm revving up, I'm keeping them excited. I don't want them dropped into my group five days before the challenge and then they're just kind of hanging out and waiting. I'm doing pre-challenge trainings. I'm doing you know, giveaway announcements. I always do giveaways, a big grand prize giveaway, depending on my top contributor, contributors during the challenge. So I am you know, keeping engaged with them. I'm doing maybe a pre-challenge a uh, little, you know, fun giveaway thing where the first people that go, you know, live are getting that little group coaching session in the evenings, stuff like that. It just keeps people excited and engaged with me. I maybe do even a video on the schedule for the week and what to expect. And then we jump in for the, you know, let's say five day challenge. Then I have day five is my kind of transition day where I do a little bit of teaching or training but I really bring them on to share their takeaways. So that's what I love about Zoom and doing it on Zoom is that I can even drop that link into the group. They can jump on live with me and they can actually tell me their takeaways. 
what this is doing is it's creating a ton of social proof and I'm gaining testimonials right then and there live. And so I'm getting their takeaways. I'm getting what they you know, got out of the challenge. Uh, and then I transition into my offer and it's a smooth transition. It really is this thing of, Hey guys, do we want to keep this party going kind of thing? And the answer is usually yes. And so I will then present my offer offer on day five for me, because I have an existing offer, like I'm taking them into a membership or for you, if you were to take them into a program or a course or group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching, whatever it is, you have a season, not season, but a few days where the cart is open. So you're going to open your cart on day five and then it's going to close four ish, four or five days later. I don't usually keep it open longer than that because it kind of drags on. So I usually will open it, let's say on a Tuesday and close it on a Friday. And in that post challenge, those post challenge days, I might pop in for a bonus training. I might pop in for, you know, the giveaways, the announcements, um, I'm popping in for Q and A's and answering their questions about the program or whatever it is I'm selling them into. But the, the whole point is, is through the entire challenge, I'm keeping energy high. I'm engaging. I'm not just like, Oh, here's my offer. And then I drop them. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of the, the bird's eye view of that. Does that answer the question? Yeah, that totally does. And then, um, so that's with the pop-up group. And then do you think that that is better to do than in your regular group or in the, whenever you did it in a regular group, did you just delete them after, or how did you navigate that? Yeah. yeah. So I always like the idea of a pop-up group. I just feel like it's almost like they, they have to voluntarily ask, you know, to get in. So it's kind of like that first like psychological little barrier for them. Like I am volunteering this. I'm, I'm volunteering my time. I'm committing and you get a lot more engaged people when there's this feeling of like, I'm, I'm here for this, right? I have signed up for this. So even if you had an existing group, I would still have, in my opinion, I would still have a pop-up group for the challenge itself. You can keep it inside of your group. I just find that it's, you know, you'll have people definitely that, that maybe didn't see the post, that didn't come over and register, that maybe just now see you're doing a challenge. Um, and I have seen people that have done that inside of their existing groups, but I just always have done them inside of pop-up groups because I find that there's kind of that little bit of like, hey, this is this community we're creating for this one five days. And then I can tell them, hey, this group is for the, the purpose of a challenge and we're just here for the challenge, right? And that's why these, these videos are coming down after a certain time. And that incentivizes them to buy the recordings and things like that. So for, for yours, if you were to do it inside of your group, you would take them down afterwards and give them a, a bunch of heads up on that. Like, Hey, these are coming down, just letting you guys know so that they can purchase those if they like. For sure. And then, so if they are worried that like people aren't going to come into the pop-up group and that they're doing all this work for like two people, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind yeah. of being extreme yeah. there with the two people, but oh, how can they, what are some things or tips that you have for them to make sure that they have people in there or what can, yeah. what should they do to almost like make sure it's a success so yeah. that they do feel like their time is warranted, you know? Absolutely. So filling your face, that Facebook group, that challenge group is always a question I get asked for sure. And, you know, I think that, you know, we can look at some of these people that are having these challenges that are doing, you know, a few hundred people, few thousand people, or, you know, tens of thousands of people inside of these groups. I've had, you know, I mean, I had a, um, a student recently that she had a group with 35 people 
and she had like a 30% closing ratio. So she actually got like 10 of them, nine or 10 of them into her program. So you don't need a very large group in order to have success with it. So I want you to be okay with like, if you don't have the numbers turn up like you thought, that's okay. But I also think this comes down to making sure that there is enough of a hook or enough of something that gives them, they're going to get this some result for their extreme pain, right? That they want that incentivizes them to come over into the group. And so that's one piece of it. The second piece of it is there's a lot of ways warm market wise that you can fill your challenge. Number one, you can actually partner with somebody else. So you can leverage their list. Now I wouldn't partner with somebody that doesn't have a list, right? So let, you know, partner with somebody that maybe is in a complimentary business or that has something that you maybe a missing piece for you, for your, your who, and you know, you guys can, you know, market to each other's lists. Right. And so you're kind of getting that piece of it. Uh, the other way is obviously some buildup of Facebook lives and really engaging inside of your group, letting them know if you already have an existing group or on whatever platform you already are. Live video obviously is going to be really valuable in bringing people over into that group. And then the other way that you can do that is by, you know, going into obviously building community in other people's groups, right? So, you know, I would not go in and spam those groups. Please don't do that but you can you know, build relationships in those groups, leave a lot of like content value based kind of posts. And that's kind of an organic way that you can you know, build up some friends. Make sure that those people are your actual who though, and not, they're not, you're not kind of going off on the deep end over there. But um, my favorite obviously is Facebook ads because I can place my thing right in front of those people. But I understand that you know, for me, I didn't have a large following. I didn't have any paid ads in the beginning. And I did that through getting onto other people's, you know, in their worlds, right? So back in the day when we were, you know, doing live video, we would go on to other people's live videos and leave comments and engage. And that's how we got people to follow our channels. Uh, the other thing that I did was I also did interviews. And so I would have large influencers or people on my channel that I would just say, hey, I think that you could offer something great for my, for my people would you be willing to come on to my you know, live uh, show and we could do an interview together, a lot like what you're doing right here on the podcast. And so these kind of things, what they do is, Angel, you know, I'm going to share this out to my audience. And so it gives you exposure on your podcast. It's the same with leading up to a challenge. If you're going the route of time versus money, right? We either pay with time or money. So if you're going versus time, you know, the, the area of time, then you're going to have to pay with some time, right? So you might have to, you know, put in a little bit of effort to get on some shows or have some influencers onto your shows or partner with other people and kind of, you know, go that route a little bit more rather than, you know, the paid route. But in my opinion, I think that you can still run really successful challenges without giant groups. So just, you know, just know that going in, that you don't have to have these really big challenge groups to have success with it. I love that you said that your client, like, let's just go back because there's a lot of good there. So, um, but the fact that she only had 35 people in her group and she still was able to make it a success. I feel like people get so stuck on the amount of people in their groups or the amount of people on their list or, and things. And it's really not that because if you don't have the right people in there, 
and it's just filled with a lot of fillers or you don't yeah. have that depth, it's really not something to gauge it on because it's going to be more so the engagement and the connection and like the interaction, you know? So I think that that was such a huge point because really it is about and, and they probably modeled it after you if they're your student. So, um, and your group was one of the most, um, your challenge rather, the most engaging ones that I've seen. So is there, if you have any other tips before we um, end our interview, I feel like, how did you get so much people to engage? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, people, I mean, and you know this, just by building community, one of the things that I feel like has been on my life is just, making people feel seen and heard, you know? And I think that in a community where people sometimes feel like a fly on the wall, like they're just, like they don't feel seen and heard online. People are so used to feeling invisible, like kind of this wallflower. And for me, I love the atmosphere of creating this environment where people can step out and try new things and be celebrated. And so it's kind of funny what happens is it usually only takes a few brave ones. And it's always like, I, I mean, I remember this one challenge, I was pushing them and get, introduce yourself, nothing. Like they were not stepping out and they were just stubborn, like <laughs> not doing anything. And so I ended up like, you know, kind of, I think that's actually when I came up with the, uh, the challenge, the pre-challenge giveaway. Cause I was like, okay, maybe I can incentivize them with something, right? So I incentivized them, I put that out there. And I remember like it was only a few that got it going. And then by that end of day, it was like 10 people had gone live. And then the next one was 15 people. And so I think that environment of like, it sometimes is like this herd mentality where they start to just like, it gets, becomes contagious and it becomes this, um, it really does become addicting to feel like I'm in a safe place with like-minded women that are cheering me on. They're not judging me. They're not, you know, nasty. It's not these nasty groups because to be honest with you, a lot of the groups that we see online on Facebook these days are just nasty. Like they're, they're bitey. They're, you know, kind of, you know, it's just not really edifying. And so for me, it's always been this thing of like, how can I encourage people? Right. So all of my giveaways, for example, are to my top contributors. So I tell them in the very beginning, I say, Hey, if you're commenting on other people's posts, if you're, you know, celebrating your sisters, if you are, you know, going live yourself, if you're on live with me and commenting, that all tells Facebook. It's actually, you know, Facebook actually gives it to me in the Facebook group as an algorithm. I can go and look at my top contributors and that's based off of those things, off of their posts and off of their comments. And so it really does like incentivize this engagement. And then it becomes this thing where, people are super engaged. What I love about the pop-up group too, going back to that kind of in the engagement piece of it, is that if it's a group that's brand new, Facebook is going to put that into their feed more often. So the algorithm will favor a new group to that person versus an old group. And so I will, I like that piece of it too, because those, those challengers are seeing the other challengers going live and they're seeing my posts and they're seeing all these other things going on. And it's like this buzz that it's like the light, you know, attracts people to that area of the internet, you know, that is positive and encouraging and a lot of energy and it's high. And there's just this real fun environment in, inside of challenges 
for the time that we're together. And I use music, you know, I use countdown timers. You know, there's a lot that I do there as well, just to get people excited. I ask engaging questions. I tell them, you know, hey, like, you know, uh, give me a one if you're, you know, ready for today. Put in the fire emoji if you're ready to get going. You know, put in the comments how many kids you have. I also have giveaways live as they're as they're live with me. You know, one of my uh, challenges one time I was going live at like 10 or 11 a.m. my time central, but in Australia it was like two in the morning, and we had a chat a person on with us live that was in. Australia watching at two o'clock in the morning, a mom, I couldn't believe it. And so I ended up giving her like an Amazon gift card because I was so blessed that she was on. But it was just so like that kind of environment, it really does build. And, and I think that that centers around the type of environment that you create. It's the energy that you bring. And for me, I always make sure like I'm giving them my very best. If I'm live for an hour, I'm giving my full energy. I'm there, I'm engaged. I'm, you know, high, 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 you know, and then, um, it's just really fun to see what happens through the PNB piece of it too. Well, and I do think there is that piece of you trusting them too, because a lot of groups right now, they are, they have a lot of rules or they will, you know, not really trust people to go live or maybe even, um, you know, everything's kind of policed heavily. Not that obviously we don't want people to spam each other's groups, but there is kind of this trust factor that you're giving whenever you're like saying, I want you to come and share this, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's super powerful too. Um, Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on because I know that this is something that everyone that's listening to this has been in a challenge for sure or many. And I bet a lot of people haven't even finished some or some they've seen that you can see kind of the spectrum of this engagement or like the transformation, because if you don't get people to engage and do the work, then they're not going to have the win. And then they're not going to probably end up working with you, but ultimately they're not going to have the win, you know? So it's like you have this opportunity to really kind of give someone a, a little mini transformation before, um, so that they can add the belief. It's almost like borrowing the belief you have in them for a time until they believe it themselves. And I love it. So, all right. So where can we find you and where do you hang out so that we can, um, watch all your live videos and join all your challenges and (laughs) all the things. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I am mainly on Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash Jess Winnett. Um, my name altogether dot TV. And then um, I'm also at Jess underscore Winnet on Instagram. And those are kind of my two main hubs that, I, that I'm in. I'm not on TikTok or anything <laughs> like the cool kids. But, um, but yeah, that's like mainly where I am is uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. And yeah, I just, that's where I hang out. I love that. All right. And I am so grateful for you for coming on. And I just want to remind all of our listeners that you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard stuff. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. Hey mama, before you go, does the idea of building an engaged community sound like something that you'd be interested in? Maybe you are hearing nothing but crickets from your audience when you have this call on your heart to serve her, but you just can't get her to answer. If you are ready to authentically connect and nurture your audience so that you can generate the leads that your business desperately needs, then definitely come on over to Multipassionate Mompreneur and shoot me a DM either on Facebook or on Instagram and get on my wait list. The Facebook Engagement Accelerator is going to help your engagement explode so that you can finally know what she needs.
I'm so excited to see what you do with this. Check out the link in the show notes. And until then, I just want to remind you that you can do this one day at a time together. Let's go.